All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys. All right. We're back for another episode on the Healthy Hustle podcast. I've asked my good friend Tracy to come and talk about women embodiment, to talk about owning your worth, to talk about all that stuff that it's required when you're building a successful coaching business. So Tracy, can you tell everyone a little about yourself before we get started? Yes. Hi. I'm so excited to hang out. Hello, beautiful listeners. So I'm Tracy Litt. I'm the founder and CEO of The Lit Factor, and we're a personal growth and coaching company that specializes in women leaders and entrepreneurs. And you come to us to take yourself to the next level because in order to generate your next level of success, it requires you becoming the next level of who you be. And oh, that's my God. Yeah, that's the healing growth. And- work that we do every day. That's the work that we all need to do because I know too often our stuff gets in the way of actually our growth. Mm -hmm. So let's even dive into that for all the listeners. I hear a lot of coaches coming to me and saying, you know, I just don't feel that I'm worth charging the price that I'm charging. Or, you know, I don't know if I know enough yet. What are some tips and advice that you can give to these Mm. members? I mean- Okay. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. Are, are, are your beautiful listeners seeing us or only hearing us? No, they're so, seeing us too. Okay, good. So you guys see what I'm doing. Like, I'm dying. Okay, here we go. So chomping like in the air. <laughs> yeah. Right. Grab something to write with and write on because you're going to want to take notes during this conversation. So there. Let, let's address both of those in a way that's of high service to you because in my world inspiration without application is useless. I'm not here to hang, you know, with Rachel and just like make you feel good. I'm here to ensure that you know that certain things you can do from this conversation that's going to take you to the next step, right? I need to ask you to stop conflating the worth of your coaching services with the worth of who you are as a spiritual being having a human experience, okay? You don't charge what you're worth ever because that means you are mixing up your own value with the value of how you're serving your clients. Are you with me, Rachel? Are you you tracking me? Okay. So I need you to remove yourself from your business, which sounds crazy, because you are your business, right? And you're serving through your business and you're the service provider. Most of you are personal brands, right? And your business has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. When you are looking to price your services, 
you are pricing through the lens of the value of what your client is going to receive when they show up to do the work that you are facilitating. Right? This is like a very big deal. And I see it all over too until women come in my world. They're like, oh shit, okay, I get it now. Right? Because all of your worthiness issues, all of your wounds that you haven't yet healed, that are the things that are prohibiting you from realizing you're whole and you're worthy and you're enough every day is going to interfere with your ability to price your services in alignment with what the value for the client is. Right. I'm going to pause there. Tell me kind of like where you are with this before I go to the next thing. Well, and I can think even for that person that says, okay, how do I actually, how do I actually get to that self-worth because there's so much trauma? I think that's the part. It's like, I always say there, there is trauma. There is stuff that holds us back and we need to be willing to not be scared to go into that pain. Yes, of course. I mean, and that's, that's the core of what we do at the Lit Factor, right? We do the inner work, the healing, the growth and expansion work, because you'll never grow your business faster than you grow yourself. Right. So let's, so let's, for somebody, before we go to this next step, tell me what can a person who's at that infant stage, even if they're like, I I'm ready to hire like this lit woman, she's amazing. What would you say are the steps that you have to take to get yourself ready to be able to address and do that inner work? Because I Uh, think that's where a lot of coaches get is they get caught up in the business building mm -hmm. and they realize that the business building is so innately connected. It is reliant. You must do the inner work in tandem with any strategic business building you're doing, period, full stop. Okay. The only reason (laughs) every single strategy available to you works every single one. The problem is, is you aren't in enough belief of self, belief in your capacity, belief in what's possible because so many of the wounds and the inhibitions and the insecurities are making, it's like making it blurry. Right? So when you come through and you work on yourself, you are now executing those strategies. You're in energetic alignment with those strategies and then anything you choose will work, right? So you ask, what do you need to do? You simply need to decide. There isn't like a laundry list of readiness. If you are willing and you are committed, we'll do the rest, right? Because you do, you need a great guide. You need a great coach. You need a great community right? To be able to come inside and do the healing and, 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 and teach you how to work with the trauma that's stuck in your body and teach you how to think like the person you're becoming instead of the person that you've been and help you shift your relationship with fear, right? Which is one of our areas of expertise. My TED talk was on fear, you know, to, to really be able to recognize that first of all, you're doing something amazing like coaches, right? Let's just be clear. You're amazing. The world needs more of you. Okay. Like the world needs more of you because 95% of our population is still asleep and you're making something out of nothing. That's what entrepreneurs do. And that's amazing. It's like amazing. So like, yay you. (laughs) So celebrate yourself and then decide, are you committed to what your dream is? Are you committed to why you started this coaching business in the first place? Are you committed to leaving your legacy of impact and service? Yes, of course the answer is yes. You wouldn't be hanging here on this podcast. Then decide to invest and do some of the inner work 
And then it just starts to unravel in the most beautiful way. And tell me, what are some of the strategies that you guys use to help go in to, and kind of do this inner work? Yeah. So what's really great, Mind Magic is the name of our core container. And it's specifically, we only serve women at the Lit Factor. And inside that container, it is the most comprehensive program because when we go in to do deep inner healing, we're looking at your wounds, right? Which is basically the shit that happened. We're looking at the core. Yeah, like like all we go back into your body, your subconscious. When did you feel unsafe, unheard, unworthy, right? Who in your life was, you know, shutting you down and you started to become small or hide? Where's your perfectionism originating? Where's your procrastination originating? Your anxiety, you weren't born with it. It was an adaptive behavior. You start to understand yourself, right? So we heal those wounds. We use, I'm also a licensed hypnotherapist. So we use subconscious reprogramming with hypnotic recordings. And then we look at your emotional addictions. So for those of you that are like, oh, the harder I work, the more successful I am. Lies, lies. Yeah. Um, and that was an addiction I had to deal with. And I have talked very openly about that connection of self-worth to overworking. Yes. Overworking, over-efforting, overthinking yeah. are all trauma responses, right? Us try. It's like when you aren't operating from your inherent wholeness, which just for the record, you guys, you're there already. You're there already. That's the beauty of it. Take that in. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's go slow here for a second. Like you're worthy. You are enough. You are, you are whole now inherent as your birthright. That is what's real about you. Mm -hmm. And societally, we've been so conditioned to play this. I'm not enough game and keep ourselves low. Yes. So what happens for you when you wake up in the morning and you're done playing that game and you're already enough? What happens and how you Let's walk? Let's even talk about that because yeah. when you don't, when you don't feel that way, it's really mm -hmm. hard to imagine what life would be like. So this person, let's say they're doing this kind of work. How do they then show up as a better leader in this world? What yeah. does they look like? Oh, such a good question. You wake up in the morning and you slept the night before, number one. You didn't have interrupted <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yeah, you wake up in the morning and you are awakening with a sense of gratitude and a sense of readiness for whatever possibilities the day is gonna bring forth, right? So you're operating from a sense of trust instead of a habit of control. You're taller. That's most of my clients are like, I just feel taller, right? <laughs> you're taller, your boobies are out, your shoulders are back. You have a confidence, right? And not like because you had to stand for 10 minutes with your arms at your hips like Wonder Woman, right? But yeah. you, you know, like you know, you are more effective as a coach because you no longer care what everybody thinks of you when you show up and serve. This is a big mm -hmm. one. I think that's a huge one. I mean, I think that's where that inner critic and that, what are people going to think of me when I show up? I just, I had somebody on a call right before we were recording and I said to her, well, you're going to get your freebie up and going and you're going to do ads. And I said, and then you're going to do videos and show up. And she just said, I, I can't do this. And I said, no, it's that you are, you're, you're not stepping into who you really can be. And it's that fear of what are people going to think of me? Yeah. Yeah. How coaches, I mean, I know we're in the middle of like what it, what we talk what it looks like to be in leadership, but yeah. I mean, how do you actually 
push through that fear of showing up and being that leader. Oh my God. This is so juicy, you guys. This is such a good conversation. Okay. So a few things. We don't push through ever. So in Lit Factor land, there are certain things that we just don't subscribe to because we are here as a company that is shifting and eradicating out of patriarchal paradigms. And we are introducing whole new ways to live and coach and be through the lens of the consciousness revolution, right? Like we're here. Everybody, you wake up, COVID woke you up. Not, you're going to be asleep forever. Okay. So the first piece of it is understanding what gets to be healed that has caused you to be so hyper-focused on what everybody else thinks, right? So if example, if the only way you got approval from your mother was when you acted a certain way and then she was like, okay, you know what I mean? It was very clear, okay, good girl, right? Or, oh my God, now I'm so proud of you. You were conditioned to care a lot what people think, okay? So the caring about what people think originates through like your first family, right? What I just described. It also has a very primal element because when we were cave people, which is where our first brain was created, our primal brain, it's where our fear response lives. We lived in tribes. And if you were to not go with the tribe, if you weren't accepted, if you weren't liked by everyone, which meant you needed to care, is my tribe with me? Because if you were ostracized from said tribe, it literally meant death back in those days. Like it wasn't like you were going to fend for yourself and make a new city. You were dead. No food, no shelter, no community. It's over. So there is a very primal element to caring what people think. And then you add to it, right, that kind of like first family. For some of us, it's more pervasive than others. And then you add society and culture to that, right? right? We literally live in a culture where we are psychologically manipulated to think that the outside is what dictates success, to think that we have to stay in line, follow the rules, do exactly as everybody around us says. And before you know it, you've now become like a people-pleasing contortionist to care what everybody thinks about you. And what happens in that, and what makes me very sad about it, which is why I teach a lot about it, is if you are caring what other people think, you are a shell of who you are. Right. You are not, you are not fully expressed, right? I am looking to build a world where everyone in it, in it is like, take me or leave me. Either way, sweet. Because yeah. if, if you're with me because I'm fully self-expressed, now we're resonant. Now you're going to bring the right, the clients that like love you because of your essence and your energy, right? Versus what do I have to say in this live to get this person to do this? Right. Yeah, it's a totally different way of operating. Totally different way of and it's like to me, it's the it's the only way. We all have to work towards that. Because think about the world that we live in and generational change and modeling, right? If we're in a group, let's say we're in a group of women, and every one of those women is constricted internally and caring what everybody thinks, then we start to normalize and call common what is not okay. Right? Versus now, if we start to play this game where every woman is like, I'm fully self-expressed and this is what I actually believe. And I love to say the word shit, but you haven't been saying it because you're afraid. What else, right? It's really being able to express yourself in what feels the most aligned for you in the most expressive way possible and know that the way people respond to you is not your responsibility. Right, right. Big deal. Big deal, especially in coaching. Because 
If you are coaching or teaching, because I believe that the greatest coaches are also teachers, you can't channel, you can't trust your intuition, you can't just flow because you're like, wait a minute, what's the next thing I'm going to say? And is so and so okay about what I just said? You're, you're, it's, it's like you're robotic. And there's nothing real about that. I mean, the part that I think gets really difficult for coaches is yeah. that it can be, and I'm going to come up with this word scary again, because everyone always says I'm scared. And for a coach right now who's up-leveling or a coach who's brand new, that word comes up a lot, is it's scary to step into that flow because yeah. there is no prescription for what it should or should not be like. And when you've been a puppet master or you've lived in the world of, I need to be perfect, there is this hyper vigilant that comes with it. And it seems like there's a plan. Mm -hmm. So how do we show up in flow and really step into this like feminine femininity that we're really talking about? Yes. We could do a three-day workshop on this question. <laughs> You're like, hey, do we have, is this 24 hours? <laughs> 24 hour do you have a blanket? We could just cuddle up and talk about this. And it's like in PSA, if your stuff got triggered during this conversation, that's actually a really good thing. Great. Because what, yeah, I hope, I hope I activate people. That's yeah. kind of the point, right? And side note, as coaches, if you're not, then you're not really coaching. Like you can't coach from a place of being passive yeah. and not wanting to ruffle feathers. You're yeah. being invested in. People are paying you money for a transformation. If they want smoke blown up their ass, they'll call their friends. Okay, so... There's a couple things that I want to mention here. So if it's cool with you, we can pin the TED Talk to the notes section of this because the TED Talk really talks through the fear response and the connection to nervous system and stuff, which is where I want to go with this. So it's recognizing, to your point, anything unfamiliar, right? Whether it's your first Facebook Live, like you said, your prior client, right? Like you're going to do this and then you're going to run an ad and then you're going to do a live and then your nervous system goes, I'm safe, paralyzed, no, I'm not, right? Which is what happens with our fear response, because your fear response is, is like they're married, your nervous system feeling unsafe and your fear response is what happens. You have something, you're, you, you perceive something, your thalamus takes it in, it actually triggers your amygdala, which is where your fear response is. And it says, be scared, do something to save this woman from death. But here's what I want you all to know. None of us have ever lost clients to visibility. Mm. being more visible, making offers, showing up, using your voice, doing the work, all the things that feel really scary. I swear to you, guarantee, promise you're not going to die from it. It just kind of feels like you are for a minute. <laughs> I don't think I've ever lost a client to that. But I, I can say that confidently. And to learn the answer here is to shift your relationship with fear because we don't push through. We don't overcome. We don't do it anyway. That is a masculine approach to fear that actually backfires. When you approach fear that way, it actually makes it louder and more pervasive. What I want to invite you to do is see it, appreciate it, actively love it, right? Because the fear is on the scene because you're doing something bigger than you've done before, mm. right? Let's use the Facebook Live example because it's just such a good one for every single one of us, right? If you go back to the first video that I ever recorded on the Lip Factor Facebook business page, <laughs> and it was 2017, I had sunglasses on on my first Facebook Live. 
<laughs> because I said to myself, well, if they can't see my eyes, then they're not really seeing me. So I'm not really being visible, right? But it helped me bridge the gap. And then I just started going live, right? So being able to recognize that fear is arriving because you're getting visible in a way that you don't have evidence for. You know, right. You've never done this before. So appreciate the fear in that moment. Like actually be like, whoa, okay, hi. I feel afraid. Okay, I know why, because you think I'm gonna die, but I'm not gonna die. I'm just doing something that's gonna connect me to the thing I keep saying I want, right? So we're talking about shifting relationship with fear and then working with your body, working with your nervous system, regulate it, give it the safety it needs so that you can take the unknown action that you need to take. I love that. I love that. And then what would you say are things that you can give yourself that, that space that you need? The safety? Oh, uh, the safety. Oh yeah. Okay. So let's play with something right now. Let's do something like experiential because it's so good and it works so well. So uh, this is called alternate nostril breathing. Okay. Yeah. So, right. So let's just like literally do two rounds of it. Cause I want everyone to feel the difference. So wherever you are in your body right now to what you said before, maybe you're a little jacked up, maybe you're a little mad at me. Maybe you're a little scared, whatever's going on. Notice it. And now I'm going to invite you to close your eyes in a minute, but I want you to watch first. So alternate nostril breathing is plugging one nostril with your thumb, breathing in, like, let's say through the left, Breathing into your belly also. So if you're watching me right now, watch my shoulders. I am not doing this. You're not shrugging up your shoulders. Okay. This is important because to activate your parasympathetic state, which is the safety state of your body, we have to get access to your lower lung with your breath. Breathing up here is like panic attack-ish. It's like, <sighs> we don't want that. That actually makes you more sympathetic and stressed out. So we plug, we breathe in to our belly. And then when we exhale, we plug with the ring finger and exhale through the other nose. Then we inhale through the right, plug the right, exhale the left. Breathe in the left, plug the left, exhale the right. You do five rounds of that and you will be completely dropped in. In the flow. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's the part as coaches, you know, there's so many coaches with trauma that show up to coaching. And I think that they dive right into the specifics of like, I need to have my freebie up. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to get the website. There's so many moving parts, but I think that we forget often about that abundance flow. And to be in the present moment with our bodies and with ourselves, to be able to show up and expand. What would you say for the coach who, you know, they really feel like they're in the flow, but they're not making their money. They're not attracting that ideal client. What do you, what would you say, or what would you think is maybe happening? Mm, there's so many things happening from a strategic standpoint. You're not doing everything you say you're doing. I just, I just. I know I've seen enough and I've worked with enough people because I work with, I work with all entrepreneurs and leaders, but I work with a lot of coaches and healers, right? We say we're doing, we're doing, I'm doing everything. Right. Hmm. So let's just play this game. Pretend that I became invisible and I was just chilling next to you all day for a week. What would I see happening? 
Right. Are you really showing up every day? Are you really showing up? Are you really following up? Are you really putting yourself out there? Are you really reaching out to local networking You're groups? Really talking, talking about right? your story and really giving your like your client those like those parts of you that I think they really need to know. Right. Are you are you actually making invitations to work with you? Right. I know. And if there's listen, I'm saying this and I want you to hear me. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. I don't, we don't even do growth work through that lens and the lit factor. We support everybody through a high conscious lens. You're here because your purpose as a spiritual being, having human experiences to work on yourself. Okay. We're not fixing anything. You are whole, worthy, and beautifully enough. And to honor yourself enough to go, wait a second. I'm not making any money and I don't have any clients. Okay. When was the last time you made an invitation? Right. Invitation. Like, hey, this is what I'm doing now. And I'm super passionate about it. And these are some of the results that I've gotten for myself and my clients. Would you be open to a conversation on what's possible for you? No biggie, right? So that's the first thing. So let's like take a look at what I call faking the funk versus you're actually doing all the things that you perceive that you're doing. And then the second part of it is doing that work of within. Yeah. What are your own money thresholds? right? What is it about caring what people think or fear of success that you might have, right? That is actually prohibiting you from showing up because you say you want the big business, but the big business to your subconscious means next level responsibility. And you don't know how to deal with all that. And how do you manage people? And what's a PL? And do I need a CPA? And all of a sudden you're like, yeah. So you kind of self-protect, which is really what sabotage is, right? Self-sabotage is self-protection. You self-protect and you keep yourself like, I'm Same. working on it. Yep. So those are the things I would look at, but you know, it, it's, it's external and internal, right? It's both strategic and, and soul, if you will. What do you tell, so your coaches that have success, what are some of the qualities and traits that they have as leaders? They love investing in themselves. That is clear and I'm proof of that too. You have to change your risk perception. You have to, right? It can't be like, I don't know, I don't have time, I can't afford it. Nope. It's about really embodying the version of you that you're becoming and no longer being who you've been, which is part and parcel to the answer to your question. The women in my world that are the most successful, that gain the most traction, are the ones who actually do the work we deliver. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a framework. It's like a just, and I tell you how, do this, do this, do this, right? They literally embody first and then they let the proof show up second. That's the biggest, biggest component. No question. No. And I've been hearing a lot of that, like hearing a lot of people say, you know, you've got to invest. And I think we went out of a time where people were just relying on courses and people are back to actually hiring coaches and actually going through the framework that they need to go through to have success. Yeah. So important. It's so important. And investing in your self either first or in tandem with an external investment, right? So let's say you're taking, working with a coach on how to build out a really great funnel. Awesome. Don't do that if you're not also tandemly working on yourself internally. Right. Yeah. Because those fears come up and every time those fears come up, we can squash them or we get into that overthinking and then just don't yes. forward in our well, Squash them and overthinking, but also your energy is not going to be where it needs to be to generate the result. I could take two clients 
one of them that's actively prioritizing their energy, one that's not, have them do the same exact task list, and the one who's managing and prioritizing their energy will have exponential results over the one that isn't. So you can build the funnel out, but if behind the funnel you don't believe in what you're selling, you don't believe in yourself, you don't believe it's going to work, and you are needy and chasey and oh my god, and you're staring at the numbers, it, don't invest in the funnel because it's not going to work. Yeah. Right? Where is your conviction? Where is your belief? Where is your knowing how freaking great you are at what you do and why people need you? Well, I think there's a lot of people who come to the coaching sphere and they're not clear on what they offer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's so many, there's so many components of what it takes to be a successful coach, but mm -hmm. I love that you really shared on that inner part because that inner part has to drive every other part. Yeah, completely. It is. It's, it's the power cord of all the things you're working on. So can you tell everyone where to find you? Yes. Yes. So Lit Factor, and it's L-I-T-T -T with two T's. You could see it behind my head for those of you that are watching. And you can go to thelitfactor.com or at the Lit Factor on Instagram is the best place to go. And is your TED Talk on YouTube as well, or is it yeah. on your website? Yeah. If you TED Talk Tracy Lit, it will show up there. Perfect. Well, guys, you can tell how fierce this woman is, how badass, and clearly she gave you tons of compliments throughout this and self-worth, self-worth love. I would just say we all need somebody to believe in ourselves. So if you're looking to hire a woman like this, please check her out, follow her, listen to her TED Talk, and her free gift will be in our show notes. All right. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.